0: This is how you go from getting played to playing your cards right. Becoming self obsessed in dating is about taking your power back and protecting yourself. Because let me tell you, I am done with you girls feeling like you're unlucky in love. Because the reality of what I've experienced is that you can literally craft the relationship that you deserve that aligns with every single one of your desires. And with ease. I'm sorry but the harsh truth is that you've been self-sabotaging. You are literally holding yourself back in dating and you don't even know it. Now the main theme of this entire concept that I'm gonna explain in this episode is self-love. You might think that you're confident, you might think you've worked on your securities, but that is simply untrue if you are still having bad dating experiences. It's not about luck, it's not about being put in the wrong situation at the wrong time with the wrong person. You have the power to decide who you give your time to and what decisions you make. We lead ourselves into relationships with undeserving men voluntarily. Let that sink in, I know. It's a harsh awakening. And I say all of this from my own experience. We consciously make that decision because we lack that self-love. If we were truly self-obsessed, we would never allow ourselves to have low value experiences with low effort men. Ew. The partner you choose in life not only dictates the love that you experience, but the lifestyle you experience. And once you shift from self-sabotage to self-obsession, everything will fall in its rightful place. So I'm going to be sharing all of the secrets to this in this episode. We're going to start with little switches and transformations that we can make before we even start dating. Our just general day-to-day life outside of talking to people. After that, we're going to be discussing our approach to dating itself. So our standards and non-negotiables. And then we are finally going to discuss how we act during dating to win the game and by win the game I mean you are living at your full potential and you got the partner that you deserve you did not settle you waited you played your cards right and you are being loved and treated correctly every single day so let's begin so let's build the foundation your general day-to-day life what is your self-perception, your self-image? How do you look at relationships in general? How do you live your life on a daily basis? How do you view yourself? The first step to becoming self-obsessed with this is I need you to realize that maybe it's not about finding the person and instead it's about finding yourself. The most asked question I get every single day is, but where do we find these men? But how am I supposed to find the right guy? oh but you know I'm, I'm not having luck on the apps and there's no one in my school or my workplace that I'm attracted to so how am I ever going to find my partner? The fact that you're even thinking about that in itself just illustrates how far you're drifting from yourself. Becoming self-obsessed is when you walk into every single day thinking how you can become one percent better. If you're making yourself proud. If you're connecting and becoming more in tune to yourself. And yet there are women that comment online and search for videos to find out which locations they should put themselves in, which apps they should join, texting strategies to attract the right guy. Every single day you are living your life and you are prioritizing someone you haven't even met yet over yourself. You are so concerned with finding the best partner when really you should be so concerned with becoming the best version of yourself. And listen, I totally get it. I went through years of my life where I would walk into my first university lecture and I would be scanning the room for potential people of who I could date. I would walk into a cafe alone on a Saturday and wonder if I was just gonna have a chance meeting with my soulmate. I would see a good looking guy on Instagram follow me and I would wait for him to slide in my DM so that we could talk. And when you live this lifestyle of trying to strategize your love life, trying to plan out when it's going to come, who it's going to be with, every single day you walk out, you wonder when you're going to talk to someone, when you're going to get over your ex, you are living in a limited mindset. When you are self-obsessed and you are so abundant, you would never even be thinking about that because you know it's going to come. You know you're so deserving and you're so worthy of it that it's never a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. And you know the universe always works in your favor so you're going to end up having an amazing partner but they're going to come into your life when the time is right and when it's aligned to you and when everything is supposed to fall in the best place and position for you. The next step is being your own boyfriend. This changes the game and it links into the first step. This is where you're finding yourself you're treating yourself, you're giving yourself all of that treatment that you crave from somebody else. And when I was on my self-love journey, I found myself one day missing being in a relationship. I was becoming one of those people that complains about single life. Oh, it's so boring. I have all these friends that are in relationships. Why can't I have that? I can have that. Let me give it to myself real quick. Let me buy myself a promise ring. And I very well went and did that. Let me go and take myself on a date. And I did that and it changed my life. And that is a practice I take into every single week of my life for the last two years. And I'm in a relationship now, but I still prioritize that because the relationship I have with myself comes first. And as a result of that, my standards for every other experience I have in my life is so elevated. You know why? Because now everyone has to compete against me. And I went on my self-love journey. And when I decided to start dating after that, I was so put off the thought of all of these men who were begging to date me because I thought, actually, what am I getting from this? I'm living my best life right now. So if you're not going to come and add all of this value onto the table that I can't give to myself, you don't stand a chance against me. I give myself princess treatment. When you start doing that for yourself, you think you're ever going to find yourself in a situationship again waiting for some guy to call you to text you? Nuh-uh. Stop waiting for the boyfriend and become it for yourself. The next step to mastering your mindset outside of dating is building your checklist. You will be stuck in a cycle of giving low effort men chance after chance because you're not clear about what you want. It's as simple as that. Literally taking one hour to even visualize how you'll be treated every day in your relationship. So how you guys will communicate, how he'd provide for you, what your dates would be like, will save you from years of low value dating experiences. We can make vision boards and we can visualize the houses we want to live in, the wedding we're going to have, the daily lifestyle and achievements we're going to get, but why don't we do that for our partners? During my self-love year, I got out my journal and I wrote, it was three or four pages, a whole checklist of every single quality I wanted my partner to have. I strayed away from a lot of the superficial stuff and I really thought deeply about how do I want to feel every single day? How do I want this person to show up for me? What are my expectations? How is he going to provide for me? What kind of lifestyle do I want to live as a result of being in that relationship? And after I wrote that out, I felt amazing. You know why? Because you give yourself the chance to actually dream so big rather than walking aimlessly into your dating life and just accepting whatever you're being offered at that current moment in time. The last step to your mindset and your lifestyle before you even start dating is factoring in more exposure to better examples of high-value relationships. Too many women are held back by thinking that good men are only rare and only the most beautiful women get the perfect guy. No, that is so far from the truth. The more that you expose yourself to videos online of women getting flowers, um, getting the biggest surprises on their birthdays, getting flown out, couple content, the more that you connect with married couples who actually have healthy relationships, the more clearly you can visualize it in your own reality and a lot of us do start from an unfortunate place where we might not see the best examples in our parents or in our families and you grow up with that and it distorts your perception of relationships and what is and is not acceptable behavior and I have also experienced this in my life if you grow up watching your family members argue and swear at each other even though they're supposed to be in love how are you supposed to know any different and that means you're going to get into relationships with people who ignore you or give you the silent treatment and that's what you're used to And it is a known fact that you end up accepting relationships that might be bare minimum, that might be really unhealthy, but to you, they seem like true love just because of familiarity. So if we are already set back by our negative childhood experiences, then we need to start changing what we're familiar with. The easiest way to do this, and I literally did this myself a few years ago, was literally just by searching it on the internet. I would search on TikTok, couple content, couple date ideas and when you start watching a few of those videos your entire algorithm is shifted to it and I hear a lot of people complaining about seeing relationship videos on their timeline because they're single and it reminds them of what they lack but I think the opposite like no shift your mindset from jealousy to wow look how much abundant pure love there is in this world and if these people can experience it then that means I'm able to find that too Like this example of love that I would visualize, I am now able to witness can actually exist in real life. That means I'm going to get it. And now that I'm watching somebody else get it, that just helps me and my visualization and being able to see it more clearly within my own reality. I am so excited. So really, the shifts you have to make and the lifestyle you have to live before you even start dating is all about abundance. That was the common theme here. The experience of situationships and bare minimum can't even come into your reality because you have no experience in that. You are not operating at that vibration. And that moves us on to your approach and your mindset to dating okay the standards and the non-negotiables you're going to set now that you might be going on first dates and getting into talking stages so step number one is to stop being so focused on the person that you're going to get someone who is operating from a place of low confidence and wondering when they're going to meet their person and if and what the circumstances are and if they're going to get manipulated or not yeah they're just focused on making sure they get a partner who's loyal who's nice who's good looking hopefully you might think they are good qualities you are already putting this massive limit on yourself there is so much more you can get I see too many women romanticizing the bare minimum now why are we praying not even praying celebrating when a man is loyal when a man planned a date for us when a man gets us a bouquet of flowers that is literally bare minimum if he is not doing that he is your friend what is separating him from being a boyfriend and being a friend if he's not going to be romantic towards you don't even don't even applaud that okay that is standard relationship behavior when you are self-obsessed you understand that all of those things are necessary they're just the foundation we're not looking for them because they're coming no matter what we would never even entertain someone who doesn't already have those qualities when you are self-obsessed you look at the bigger picture So, you stop looking at the person and you start looking at the lifestyle. You're like, okay, you're nice, you're funny, you're good looking, you're loyal, you treat me well, you take me on good dates, we have a good connection. That's good, okay? We're building up a good foundation, but what kind of lifestyle are you gonna give me? In fact, how do you live your life? They are gonna take a step back and properly evaluate what this relationship would look like. Where is this potential partner headed? What is their day-to-day? What are their values, their principles, their morals? How do they treat other people in their life? Because when you're self-obsessed, you take living your dream life so seriously. And on top of that, you are so confident that you're gonna end up with your person no matter what, that of course you're gonna evaluate people. You're not gonna make excuses for these low-effort partners to come into your life and take advantage of you, and you just forgive them, or wait for them to change, or just love the idea of their potential because then at least you have someone right it's a safety net you don't need a safety net you love your life you love who you are you love who you're becoming and the life you're creating that your safety net is making sure that you thoroughly think through who you are about to spend your time on and this links into the second step your time is so precious Every second you give to someone that's not even deserving of you is time spent moving further away from your potential, the life you could have lived, the person you could have spoken to. When you become self-obsessed every single day, no, every single hour counts because every single hour could be spent doing something you love with the people that you love that have earned your respect and earned your time and relationship doing something to get further to the person you want to be doing something to make your younger self proud but instead you are spending that time talking to your ex trying to work things out with your situationship tolerating negative and toxic behavior from someone in your life what I had to call my friend out the other day because they were telling me that they were going to go and see their situationship next week to cut things off. And the context to this is for the last week, my friend has been complaining that they don't even like this person they're in a situationship with. And the person they're in a situationship with tried cutting it off with them. So my friend told me this and I called them out and I said, why are you going to take the time out of your busy schedule to go and meet your situationship in person to cut things off when you could literally say it over a text? You're not going to try and talk things through. You're not going to try and make things work. So why are you doing that? And I know why they do it because I used to do it. And I know so many other people who do it. We love the attention. It's the same reason why we haven't blocked our exes yet. You know, we complain to everyone. My ex won't stop calling me and texting me. There's a little part of you that's happy they're doing that. Otherwise, you would have cut them off a long time ago. When you get self-obsessed, you cut off everyone's access to you. I don't care if I have to block your email address, true story by the way, I have done that to an ex, (laughs) because you don't want them disturbing your peace, okay? Ain't no ex about to show up on my doorstep trying to talk to me because they know it's over. Same with if I was in a talking stage with someone, I'm not about to call up my friends and make this whole scene of how do I end it and what message should, should I send? I used to think like that all the time, but now I'm like, Who even are you to me? You were a stranger to me last month. I'm not about to take the time out of my day when I could be working on myself and creating the life of my dreams, wondering how to let you down gently. Just saying no is enough. Stop putting other people's feelings and time above your own. We also waste so much of our time giving people the benefit of the doubt or trying to see past their shitty behavior. Oh yeah, but like they just can't commit. Or they don't they don't have a heel detachment style or like I know they like me and they always say they like me but they just don't show it but they're not showing up for you and you're sitting there complaining about it right now and you haven't been able to move on from them and your heart is so involved with them and they can't even fix up enough to give you attention or take you on a date and you're excusing that behavior and you're continuing to allow them to have access to you all that's translating to to me is you can't even treat yourself correctly where you are allowing people into your life to continuously hurt your feelings because you are too afraid and you are too attached that you can't even let yourself cut the cord for your own peace of mind. And that leads us on to the next step, which is mastering detachment. Attachment looks like you saying or thinking, oh but you know i've never met anyone like him and we have this really strong connection that i've never experienced with anyone else and i get that i do maybe it's been a really long journey for you you've never hit it off with anyone else and you really do have a good connection with that guy but what about the connection to yourself what about that commitment i get that guys come along and it might be an amazing experience, but the priority is always your future. And if they're not treating you right, and their current behavior right now in the present moment is not matching the future lifestyle you always imagined for yourself, then we don't waste time on them. And when I say that, I mean, when you were growing up and you hadn't dated anyone yet and you used to visualize your ideal marriage, your ideal partner, how romantic it would be, If you are settling for below that, you are doing yourself and your inner child a huge disservice. That little girl is looking up to you to try and bring the life that she envisioned to life. And you are letting that go for a guy that doesn't even treat you right. You are letting that go for a guy who is all talk and can't even have actions that align with what he's saying to you every single day. Detachment comes so easy when you're self-obsessed because you realize at the end of the day, we only ever have ourselves. Every other thing or person is merely an experience, and they come into our lives for a certain period of time. Mastering detachment is about taking them off the pedestal and to stop obsessing over, oh, but we have this connection and they make me feel a way that I've never felt before. You need to understand a lot of that magic and that experience you felt was you you bring most of that value as well it's not all them and we get so easily attached to these people and these connections that we think we have with these bare minimum partners because we're actually envisioning a future with them so we think I've had a great date with this person conversation and you've planned out this whole future where everything's going to be amazing that's what you're attached to not to the person. Because if you weren't thinking about that and if you could see this person for who they were, then you would be able to understand up until this point, you haven't actually done much for me and therefore you are not deserving of me. And lastly, before we discuss how you're going to act while you're dating someone, remember to have your list of questions. This can be completely personal to everyone, but some examples are, where do I want to be in life? What do I want my day-to-day to look like? Where do I want to live? what is my dream financial life? Notice how those questions don't even have anything to do with the person. Oh, he has to be this tall or look like this. When you start pairing your romantic partner to your vision board lifestyle, you start getting a lot pickier with it because you understand the magnitude of the effect that that person can have on the life that you're going to live. Some more specific questions you can ask are, what are my ideal date nights? Where do I want to live? How do I want to be provided for? These questions saved me so many times because I can't tell you when I was dating around how many times I met really good men. Like they were kind and they had genuine interest in me and they wanted to date me and they wanted to wine and dine me and they wanted to be providers, but I still didn't think they were good enough because they weren't as ambitious. They didn't want the same lifestyle and maybe they were more chill. They were homebodies. Maybe they weren't as financially savvy. Maybe they wanted to live in one place and not travel as much as me. And I understood they weren't bad people, but I am capable of much more. I'm capable of finding someone who's more aligned with me. And when you start living in that mindset, you attract so much more abundance. That's just the law of attraction and the law of assumption. And finally, let's go through some tips on how you're going to act while you're dating to win this game. I think... One of the core principles of self, self-obsession is your self-image, right? It's how you see yourself, your worth, your value. And that means you're gonna start acting like a prize. And when you do, you're going to be treated like one. When a woman falls in love with herself, the entire world falls in love with her too. This is because other people adopt the perception that you have of yourself. Think about it. If you see someone in public strutting around, head held high, you might be intimidated of them. You know, you might not be as confident to walk up to them and strike up a conversation, but you will think of them highly because they're more progressed. You can see the confidence that they're radiating. If you see someone standing alone, they're nervous, they have uncomfy body language, they might be standing in the corner of a room in a big event and they're not talking to anyone, you are going to assume that they're not worth talking to because of the way they're acting. So now when it comes to dating, you need to act like you have unlimited options and potential Because yes, that's the truth, but also people are going to see that that's how you think of yourself and they're going to believe it as truth. It is only when you stop trying to get chosen by men will you finally be chosen. And I know this from personal experience. I used to people please men. I used to try everything I could do to be more attractive and be the kind of girl that every guy wanted. And I did get that but I was getting all of the attention from the wrong kind of men. Because men see right through that. They know they can take advantage of you because you've already given all of your power to them. You might not say it, but just from your actions and from your energy, they can see that you are trying to gain that approval. When you exist from this place of confidence, self-love and self-obsession, your own approval is all you need. Okay, so once again, it goes back to men now have to compete with you and you are going to scare away a lot of men as a result, but you'll be scaring away all of the time wasters. And instead, you're going to be treated like a prize because you're only going to attract the kind of men who want a woman who is so confident in herself and as a result is so attractive and has the most magnetic aura. The next step to how you act while dating to win the game is to put your cards on the table right at the start. I don't give an F who I scare away. Like, honestly, that's a compliment because I don't want everyone's attention. If I am so open about how I want to be provided for and the treatment that I expect and how I need you to show up for me and be consistent and be romantic and you think it's too much and I'm too demanding, thank God. I'm so glad. Because imagine we all keep trying to play this game of being all nice and just hoping that the guy is going to guess what we want and how he should act. That's how we get into six month long situationships and we wonder how we got there. No, you did not communicate what you wanted. And as a result, you attracted someone into your life who you didn't even know if they would be able to fulfill your expectations. You just decided to go into it completely blindly. You need to start getting so comfortable with scaring people away because you are confident and self-obsessed enough to know you're going to get another one. Easy. That's, That's not even an issue. But then you know that once you've laid your cards on the table and the guy still stays and wants to date you, you know, you've got the right one and you know, you're not wasting your own time because that is our number one priority. And lastly, I need you to stop being so available. Now don't get it twisted. I am not about playing games when dating. Okay. I don't believe in this whole wait an hour before you respond to his text, you know, act like you're busy. No. No actually be busy. We're not out here trying to play games. We are busy. When I was dating my boyfriend, I would not text him all day. We would call in the evening. In fact, that's still how our relationship is because I'm busy. I got stuff to do. I got a dream life I'm creating. He's doing the exact same thing. And when I used to be the type of girl who would respond to messages straight away, when I wanted to see them every single day, when I wanted to do FaceTimes, when I had the free time in my day to be able to find things to nag about and to complain to them, saying that I didn't have enough attention because I truthfully all I was doing was stalking them on social media and thinking about them and wondering if they were thinking about me all I was actually communicating was I am so available I am obsessed with you rather than myself your approval is all that matters matters to me I need your validation because I'm not validating myself and therefore you are giving all of your power away again and that is when men get very comfortable placing you in situationships and taking advantage of you because they know when I need her she's going to be there I can mess up today. I can not plan a date for the next two months. She's still gonna respond to my texts ASAP. If I need a favor, she's still gonna do it because she likes me. When you are so available to the point where you'll meet up with him whenever he asks, you're always texting him, doing him favors, acting like a girlfriend when he hasn't even put a label on it yet, what is his incentive to make you his girlfriend? That's the thing with situationships. You are already giving him everything he would need To be in a relationship. So why would he make it exclusive? If you're wondering how can I become less available, I think non-negotiables is the solution to this. Whenever I've been in the beginning stages of dating somebody, my personal non-negotiables are, if you haven't asked me on a date in the first seven days of us talking, I'm bored. I'm gone. Bye. Another non-negotiable is... The first date has to be a sit-down meal. I'm not about to do a coffee date. I'm not about to do a walk date. I need to know that I am an investment and that I am worthy of your time and your resources. And you are gonna put effort in, into me. Another non-negotiable of me mine is you are gonna pay the bill. That is just personally my belief. That's what I want. I'm not saying that's right for everybody. That's just what I want. Some people might call that high maintenance. I don't care. I am confident enough, I am in love with myself enough to know I'm deserving of all of that. And if you can't give me that, that's fine because I'll end up giving it to myself. When you live by these non negotiables, you automatically become less available because you're waiting for the partner to earn you by fulfilling those standards. So please stop giving these men an all access pass of what it takes to get you and access you in your entirety just because they gave you some attention and you were jumping for joy at that. Oh, that was a lot, but I feel like we covered some good ground there. To sum up, you always have options, okay? And you are the one who is deciding whether you give them a chance, not the other way around. Why would you cling on to anyone who is falling short of your standards when there are 8 billion people in the world? I need you to move away from this mindset where you're like, but what if I never find someone? Why is that your automatic assumption? That is just zero patience. That phrase, what if I never find someone? When am I going to? How am I going to? Is another form of self-sabotage. You are limiting yourself and your abilities. And as a result, so many people jump into dangerous, unhealthy relationships just so they can get married on the right timeline. Just so that they can fulfill everybody else's expectations and the expectations they set on themselves when they were too young to even know what their life should have been you are more prepared and more intelligent now about what truly aligns to you you should be trusting your gut more you should be letting go of the timeline of when you need to be in a relationship and what it should look like and more in tune to how you feel and what you really want you have to pivot throughout your life and if you don't you are staying stagnant you're not taking yourself growth seriously So what if you find your person in your 40s? Maybe that's what's meant for you. Maybe you're going to live a really exciting, thrilling, fulfilling and successful life until then. Why doesn't the possibility of that excite you? Why does a partner define how happy and amazing your life is going to be? You are so obsessed with the outcome of when you're going to find someone and if you are, and not the journey of finding it and learning about yourself and setting the new standards and the new expectations that you gather with every single dating experience that you have. It's the process of embarking on the journey that is what determines the outcome of the relationship you eventually experience. So you should be excited for it. You shouldn't be dreading it. You shouldn't be worrying about when the journey going to come and what it's going to look like. You're on the journey right now as you're living your life every single day, single or not. Remember, this is about finding yourself. This is about working and loving ourselves until we reach our highest vibration because we know in doing that, we're doing ourselves a favor. When you reach your highest vibration, you reach your highest potential. And if you reach your highest potential, you reach the highest potential partner that you could have ever had. So really working on yourself is the best journey you could embark on to find the perfect partner focus on yourself letting go of that expectation and attachment and just doing everything you can to serve yourself because you deserve it girl and that brings us to the end of episode two of Self-Obsessed. I hope you guys loved this episode and you learned or too. I personally would love it if you DM'd me on Instagram at TamCore, that's T-A-M-K-A-U-R, and you told me what you took away from this episode. Hell, you could tell me what you want me to include in next week's episode. I would love any feedback. It honestly makes my day and it makes sure that I can pour as much effort into these episodes to provide more value to you, okay? Just remember, I am putting putting more effort into making your life better than that bare minimum situationship that you were tolerating for months okay remember that I love you guys so much thank you for listening and I will see you next Wednesday for a new episode